Thank you for tuning in to Sense Per Mile. I'm your host, Charles Gracie. And I'm your co-host, Paul Gibson. Oh, all right. Well, before we get started, just like always, um, like, subscribe, rate, uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, but today, we are at Matt's uh, day one. I mean, it's pretty amazing. We got fantastic conversations, great trucks. This is exciting. Dude, my favorite part is the people. Like, I've already ran into so many people I haven't seen in a long time. Uh, it's great to run into industry friends. It's also great to, I've already met some new people that I think are super awesome. And it's it's uh, it's great to be back to things. Yeah. And, and it, they even said registration is pretty much going to be damn near pre-pandemic levels. Uh, so it's nice to see everybody not afraid of everybody. And well, and I haven't seen a single person in a hazmat suit, so this is an improvement. Nice. Yeah, and I mean, it's already, it's it's clearly already up, even even day one. Today's usually the least busy day, and it's already uh, busier yeah. than it, it normally is. Well, it's impressive. It's nice to see all these smiling faces, people uh, congregating together, having conversations. I mean, this is amazing. It's it, it, I'm at a loss of words for the first time ever. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Well, uh, as per usual, I am not. Um, so, yeah, no, so I've, I've been definitely running back and forth a couple times. Uh, you know, a lot of trucks, a lot of displays. And the, the interesting thing, too, is this year people have gotten back, I feel like, to doing larger displays uh, versus, like, in, in the, like, last year, like, I feel like everybody kind of held back because they didn't know how it was going to go. But, like, People are, like, going all out with their booths and stuff again. I mean, yeah, I'm looking at a fantastic display right in front of me, CDL Life here, always showing up big. Yeah, um, real big. Our, our, ours might not be the biggest, but it is definitely the coolest, in my yep. opinion. I might be biased, but... <laughs> definitely biased. The next best would be the people in the next bus. Still pretty... Oh, my gosh. Charles is already <laughs> over here trying to plug his own stuff. Uh, but, no, it's, it's, super, it's super fun to be out here, and uh, I'm really excited. So, uh, full disclosure... Uh, we're just doing this the first day. Uh, we're here. Uh, we're also, uh, we've been sponsored today on this show uh, by Lawrence Transportation. Uh, it's the first time I've worn a polo shirt in years. Um, this but, is some sweet swag. I know. It's, it's a nice shirt, though. It was nice enough to where I wasn't like, I wasn't mad I had to wear it. Yeah, no. Uh, the hat, the shirt. I feel professional for the first time ever on Sense Per Mile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'd say go check them out, Lawrence Transportation. Uh, and later on, we get to talk to uh, Robert Pearson from MVT uh, in person. You know, a member from, uh, I believe he's a member of the Five Truck Club. From he the, is. The recruiting game. So that's, uh, that's a good time. And then uh, we got uh, Justin on from Now What the Truck. He used to be Back the Truck Up. Um, and the voice of Gord. Yeah, we have an exciting lineup great personalities to kick off day one and if this is day one then i'm looking forward and i'm sure the viewers are looking forward to the next couple days yeah so uh one thing to look forward to is over the next couple days we're gonna go around and covering everything we're gonna go around doing a bunch of goofy shenanigans uh getting some cool information exploring some really fun stuff and with that throughout this next week we'll be dropping some youtube shorts and some stuff on some other platforms ultimately culminating in next week uh, we will be dropping a massive dump uh, <laughs> of footage from, 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 from Matt's. Uh, so all kinds of stuff. It's going to be great. So uh, make sure, like I said, to follow, like, and subscribe. Uh, and we'll, we'll, uh, I think it's about time to uh, get this thing moving. We're at Matt's. This is exciting, Paul. Yeah, pretty, pretty pumped to be here. You know, uh, you know what's more exciting? What? We have Masila Valley, Vice President of Recruiting, Robert Pearson with us. Oh, woo. It's good to be here. Yep. It's nice, right? Yeah. Yeah, man. It's, it's been a while. Time. 
Yeah, well, this is what, the 51st mats? It is. Uh, didn't have one last year or the year before that. This is nice. It yeah. is. It, and we got a great view. We got all these nice looking trucks. We got these fun folks coming in here for lunch. Um, what brings you to mats? Uh, meeting with you guys, meeting with a few other folks, industry professionals, talking to some truck drivers. Um, and honestly, it's nice to get out of the monotony of the COVID world and, and be in the post-COVID world and actually go to a truck show. This is exciting and uh, the attendance looks great. Tell us a little bit about what you're excited about being here with Mesilla Valley representing the brand at Matt's. What do you see out of this? Uh, yeah, there's a lot of opportunity here to talk to people, compare notes, see what, what, our, what we're offering drivers compared to our competition. Um, we like to assume that we have a good product, but again, as we talked about in the past, you got to ask, is your baby ugly? Uh, I, I like being able to go and see what other companies are offering. Um, if you want to have the best drivers in the industry, you have to offer a package that entices the best drivers in the industry. Uh, so being able to sit down and actually physically see what everybody's offering to drivers is a very educational experience. And so it's, it's honestly the biggest part of maths for me is it becomes a much bigger educational experiment seeing where we are versus our competitors. I believe we're in a good spot based off of what I'm seeing. Uh, with that said, you're never quite there and you always got to continue to improve because just like you or I, when we do something for money, we want to make good money, we want to be respected, we want to be taken care of. So being able to physically see how other folks do it though is just really important. So you were talking about how we want to make good money. I, I work off hopes and dreams. <laughs> I'd love to watch you pay your mortgage. <laughs> Yeah. So you've been walking around, checking out what everyone's got going on. I mean, what are you seeing out there? Well, I think the concern right now is uh, freight slow. Everybody's yeah. saying it. Everybody's talking about it. It's uh, hard out there. If you look at the spot market, the rates are absolutely horrendous. Uh, the caveat to this is what does a carrier do for a driver when things don't go as planned? Uh, I still believe even in a good time, that's really important. And so knowing that freight's not that good right now. Does a carrier have contracted freight? Are they strictly doing broker boards? Are they taking care of you? If you have a problem, are you easily able to get in touch with somebody? Uh, and then the person you get in touch with on the other end of the line, can they solve your problem? So it's, it's really interesting going through the recruiting pavilion, seeing everybody's take on that fact. We all chase the same freight. We're all going after the same freight. Hopefully we're not doing it by who's the cheapest. We're hopefully doing it by who provides the best level of service. Uh, but that's where this is nice. You have 80, 90 carriers out there where you can go through and physically look at how they, you know, make their puzzle. Well, so speaking of how we make that puzzle, I'm imagining you walking out there, you're, you're branded right now, walking yep. around with some great swag from Mesilla Valley. Do you, like, change, put on a driver flannel or something, walk around and just <laughs> let them pitch just, like, you? Just, like, go undercover, like, straight up? Uh, I've thought about that, and I do do that on the telephone, but it's unrelated to this job. But... I like going out there and people share stuff. We all, we, we are all chasing the same thing. This is the nice thing about Matt's. You realize this is, despite how huge this industry is, it's also very incredibly small. Yeah. Uh, people will talk to each other. We're, we're all in this together. Um, you know, it's like when I see a driver driving with, I don't know, who's on your uh, hat there, Lawrence Transportation. Yeah, Lawrence. Yeah. I will say this, I want that driver to be successful. Yeah. I want, I, we might not be in the same company, but that driver being successful is good for both of us. Facts. And so that's where this comes into talking to each other. And we have a pretty open relationship. Most carriers do. Uh, that's really important with an event like this with Matt's because uh, you can have those conversations. And if you are a good human being, you should want a driver, a dispatcher, a president of any trucking company to be successful at their job. 
Well, and I think that speaks volumes about the culture that you guys got going over there and volumes about your personal culture. You know, we've known each other for some time and you always go in there with a very holistic approach. Hey, we're either going to succeed as an industry together or fail together. Yep. Uh, what one does, does impact others down the line. Uh, just like some of the conversations we've had about you out there talking to the drivers, finding out what's making them tick and then not necessarily trying to sell them on a position, but uh, learn from what their expectations are so you can take it back and find a way to adapt. Oh, I, I think it's incredibly important to tell a driver, I may not be the best choice for you. Being able to identify that and have that honest discussion, does that person a favor and does you a favor in the long run? Because you're not going to have a 90-day experiment that fails. Uh, I'd much rather have a very honest conversation of, tell me what your one to two, three things are that you really care about, and let's see if I have it. If we're a match, let's go full bore ahead. If we're not a match, I might have a suggestion on where you can go that's going to be beneficial to you. Uh, we're not for everybody. We never make that claim. Uh, and so that's why I'd much rather have an honest, transparent conversation so we can come to the right conclusion. Yeah, I imagine the short version of that would be, it's, it's not you, it's me. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's one of the few times I get to say that. And not have it backfire completely. Yeah, absolutely. It's gone wrong. It's gone wrong. <laughs> so I've always kind of wondered, too, especially because if you go to a truck show, there's always like a recruiting pavilion. Um, and I really like what you said about like as an industry you know like you have to make sure that you have the best in order for your drivers to have the best um so would you say that is that a greater benefit of having a spot at a truck show versus actually trying to recruit drivers yeah you, you get um i become biased with telephone calls over time because mm-hmm. uh, I, I go through the motions i talk to 100 people in a day Physically being able to lay eyes on people has a value. Physically being able to go, hey, I talked to you, but you just talked to this guy to the left of me here. What are you thinking? Um, the driver will direct you on where you're not doing right. Nice. So it almost, it almost like, because I always wonder if drivers are just like, hey, man, I literally took home time to be able to go to this show. I got specifically routed to this place. And I've always been curious. I'm like, most of those people have jobs, and this is their time off. They don't you know, necessarily want to deal with it. So I think, um, I think that that is actually an incredible perspective that it's in, in the fact that you're actually willing to use that platform to actually just get feedback to make a better driver experience whether it's for those specific drivers or not. Yeah, I've had uh, truck shows where I walked out and hired 25 drivers. I've had truck shows where I hired one driver over the course of the truck show, which is an expensive proposition for a truck show. <laughs> that's, a, that's a big cost per hire. Go turn in but, that P&L. Oh, oh absolutely. <laughs> Trust me, there's going to be questions back at the office. But uh, the experience of being told, you aren't very good, that's a great thing. It stinks at the time, and at the time you're sitting there going, "Bye, this has been a long three days for me." Mm-hmm. Uh, but you walk back much stronger, go into the office, go back to the drawing board, and you come back the next year. And when you see that same driver the next year, you're able to go, "I have something better." That's amazing. Yep. So I, I think it's important that you do that. You know, you're not always going to succeed. Sometimes you are going to fall. Sometimes you are going to fail, and you have to learn from those and build upon those. You're not doing it right or aggressive enough if you don't fail. Yep. Absolutely. And we've had plenty of discussions along that line. I mean, if you're not bumping your knees, scratching yourself up, you're not doing it right. Absolutely. Uh, Failure so, is good. So, you know, I'm going to ask a tough question. you got lots of experience. Would you be willing to share one of those failures? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I will say this. So um, part, of, part of this uh, endeavor here is uh, understanding what a driver's life is. And so as an example, if you live here in Louisville, compared to say Dallas, Texas. Okay. You have a different cost of living. 
there's different jobs to compete with. And so what might be good for the driver in Dallas, the driver in Louisville may go, that's trash. I don't want that. The driver in Louisville is not wrong. It's not a difference of quality of driver. It's a difference that their life is different. What they prioritize is different. Um, And having those conversations of having someone go, hey, I know you got plenty of drivers that have this and they like what they have. I hate you right now. I don't like that. That's great. That's fantastic. And I've been in that situation where you're looking someone in the eye and they go, boy, I got to tell you, I'm not excited about what I'm hearing. Um, And the first time you hear that where someone physically looks at you and says that, that's not encouraging. But if you can swallow your pride a little bit and go, we need to reassess ourselves and what we're doing here. So that's a very common one is it's based off of geography. It may be uh, understanding a driver's in a different stage in their career. So as an example, most of my drivers are going to be in that two-year to five-year range as far as experience. They don't have any endorsements. They're, They're moving drive and freight. The person that comes to me and says, hey, I've invested myself and I got a hazmat and I have a Twit card and I want to go in and out of the ports. Literally, we're not jiving. We're not speaking the same language. We don't have the same freight. Having that conversation real quick of going, hey, I appreciate you. I I, I want you to be successful. I am the wrong guy to be talking to. I am not going to be able to have you maximize that extra effort you put in developing your career. Um, Those conversations happen a lot at a truck show here. And especially when I have new recruiters, those conversations are great because the new recruiters will learn a ton here in three days that it would take them a couple months to learn on a telephone. So that's huge because I asked you to elaborate on one of those failures and you actually answered my follow-up question in the same regard (laughs) because you turned it into a success. Yeah. And I think that's important. A lot of people don't realize that those failures, if you utilize them as a goalpost that you want to move for success and solve that problem, then you come back stronger. You not only make yourself stronger, but you make your company stronger and the culture in that company stronger by improving upon those failures. Yep, absolutely. You know, it seems like a giant metaphor for life, doesn't it? (laughs) It sounds like a t-shirt. It does. It does. (laughs) Or a cat poster. The big takeaway for carriers, you can learn a lot from drivers at truck shows. And two, if you're a driver, don't be afraid to go into the recruiting pavilion and give some of those companies your opinion about what they're offering. Uh, it could be helpful depending on how they use it. So that's I, up to them. I just want to point out here, I am sorry for any of the carriers out there that took that advice. This is going to be a long day for you. I am absolutely not. So that was a great conversation we had with Robert Pearson over at Mesilla Valley. Thanks to Mesilla Valley and Lawrence Transportation for having us here. Yep. Uh, the only thing I could think that's going to make this any better is who we have now. We got Justin with what the truck. You know, thank you, Freight Waves. And we got Gord, voice of Gord. Tell us a little bit about what brings you guys to Matt's. Uh, hobnobbing with uh, other glitterati from trucking podcast world. So you guys, we're, we're at Matt's. You know, we come from various backgrounds. We all have a personality on a show somewhere. You got to have one to put yourself out like this and be, you know, very online, as it were. Yeah. Yep, it's true. You don't even have to have a good one. <laughs> so so tell us a little bit you know let's start over there with you Gord tell us a little bit about what you do your show where you're from what brings oh, you here man so this is my first time ever at Matt's I've heard about it for years uh, I'm not usually a conference or truck show kind of guy I like to think I'm modest which someone of a joke but anyway um, I was about uh, to say we talked a little bit I already know better <laughs> no I'm originally from Canada and um, I started a little podcast here at the beginning of the year, um, trying to interview other truck drivers, people related to the trucking business, with just like one-on-one, not really a format, just let people talk. 
Um, I, I've been blessed because I've, I've driven truck in Australia and New Zealand, across Canada. I've done some pretty interesting things and more importantly, met very interesting people while I was doing them. So uh, voice of Gord is kind of a misnomer because I want other people to have a voice, especially as you know, the trucking community has got a lot of older gentlemen in it. And um, over the course of the show, I want to bring it's not an insult to say they're older, but gentlemen of uh, higher mileage to bring <laughs> their experiences and, and share them and share them with like other truck drivers. And like, I'm a trucker. I consume. I listen to podcasts all the time. I, I want to be able to contribute to that because I know there's hundreds of thousands of us driving across the road all day, and 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 you want to hear something interesting. And if I can help with that, that's why I started the show. I also do a little bit of writing. I have a Substack, autonomoustruckers.substack.com. Uh, I, I took part in the Freedom Convoy back home in Canada, and I've written on that, which is sort of how I got noticed in like normie media world that's not uh, trucking. Mm. And I, I've written at a few places, and I, I, I share that with people, and I try and advocate for the industry. And you know, I take a skeptical eye to regulation, a skeptical eye to uh, the imposition of technology where human solutions would probably be better and i just try and keep it real man nope that's that's exactly what we do here but also jokes <laughs> <laughs> you gotta bring some levity to it oh, yeah, yeah. can all be can all be serious speaking of jokes so you guys three of us at this table have driven are you guys a bit scared about walking through that recruiting pavilion there is a lot of carriers there right now yeah uh i haven't been re- i haven't been recruited for driving yet but i have had a couple um Booths asking if I was a diesel mechanic. Apparently, diesel mechanics are like <laughs> hotter than drivers. Because you got that Carrie King beard. Yeah, I, I guess <laughs> having a long beard when you're a mechanic is actually like a pretty bad hazard. Like a lot of guys, if they're under under something, you know, you get your beard caught in mm. it. It's it's not good. No. But but now I, I am wondering what those conversations look like when you walk by. Like, oh, look at that one. That guy looks like he could turn a wrench. <laughs> and, I, and I cannot. I cannot. My my Twitter handle is is at Super Trucker, and it's always like kind of tongue in cheek. Like I am not a very handy person. I've only ever been a company driver. Yeah. Any any hint that I ever had of like becoming an owner operator, I talked to like two guys that have like two bad breakdowns, and I'm like, absolutely not. <laughs> like I, I would be the worst person on the road to have that kind of responsibility on my on my shoulders. Well, the, the, the problem <laughs> is fl- flip the the market for diesel mechanics on its head. The fact they need more diesel mechanics means a lot of the products they're pimping at this show suck and break down and need to be repaired all the time, right? So like you got to kind of look at the inverse. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, I feel like I feel like pre-obsolescence is, is very much a thing um, that that we just do kind of a lot now. Um, but yeah. So speaking of though, what are what are you doing now? Uh, I'm still running uh, social media for Freightways. Uh, we rolled back the truck up into what the truck. Um, so it's, it's a bigger brand. So you know, it was a nice nice little glove in hand, so to speak. Um, I'm here uh, for Friday. We're doing a live what the truck in conference room 106B uh, from noon to one. Uh, I'm trying to get a couple guests on. I want you guys on. Yep. Um, got Gord. He'll be on as well. Um, uh, we're on our way after this to the Clean Harbors uh, booth. I chatted up with some of those guys. Uh, Richard Petty is going to be there. Yep. Uh, actually, he's there right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so <laughs> is there a three? I, I just want to say I'm impressed. You missed that to come hang out with us. Well, so choices were made here. He'll, he'll be there. <laughs> he'll be there tomorrow too. No, I'm de- I definitely got to meet Richard Petty. My, my grandmother wouldn't uh, never forgive me if I didn't. Yeah, no. So it's mostly just uh, running around, meeting everybody. I am I am so beyond. Uh, d- 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 everything's just been a blur today. Uh, mm-hmm. it, I, I've definitely passed out some business cards, gotten some in return. Uh, hopefully, the show tomorrow won't be a total disaster. 
Um, we, we have the, we have the conference room. Ha- you do have us coming on. I mean, sure. the chances of that happen are like that much. <laughs> All right. Well, misery loves company. <laughs> hey. No, it'll be, it'll be fun. Uh, Got the, got the room set up. Uh, they told me it has an internet connection, so fingers crossed. <laughs> All right, hope. so you were a driver, and you've been recruited, and you believe that? <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they, pay, they paid for the internet connection, so I hope they, I hope they have a good refund policy. So uh, tell me, um, for anyone who's new listening to this, and for me, Paul, if you didn't drive before, how did you get involved with uh, oh, yeah. you know, the cents per mile if you're not a trucker? I uh, party. <laughs> <laughs> no uh well no so i uh i i was a uh i was a recruiting and marketing manager for five years which i got into the uh, with trucking you either get into the industry because you were born into the industry um or it's a total accident you did not do it on purpose so i did go to a party um which was for filming i don't know anyway but like then basically i made friends with a guy who worked at a trucking company as a video guy. I got a job there as a recruiter. I recruited, and I was like, all these videos are terrible. Because I would start getting scheduled, and you know, it's like you, you see you see a truck driving past a field of wheat, and deep voice, it's like, we're gonna treat you with respect. And it's like, <laughs> how terrible is this job if like being treated with respect is a job perk? Like, yeah. oh, we're gonna treat you like a person, come work here, like that's terrible. Uh, and so I was like, let's do it better. Uh, and I actually uh, hired our producer, Josh, uh, when I worked there. Uh, who's off camera, but normally on camera. Shout out to um, Josh. Yep. Uh, to help us make the commercials. They did really good. A lot of people were like, hey, come make our commercials. And I was like, don't fire me. And then uh, <laughs> more people asked. And then I was like, hey, wife, I'm going to bet the mortgage. Sorry. And uh, I started a company. And uh, I just started making videos for truck drivers where when you see it online, you don't feel like you wasted part of your 10 having to watch something terrible. <laughs> right, right. All right. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to checking more of your guys' shows out. It's good. That's a yeah. good way of putting it, wasting your 10, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. We've done a lot of that's that. That's a great, that's you, also, that's also you, a great you are, podcast. You already don't get paid for enough things. <laughs> <laughs> you don't additionally need to be targeted with terrible videos. <laughs> so here's, here's, a great, here's a great idea for a trucker podcast. It's called Wasting Your 10, and then you go on Patreon, and then you have exclusive... S tier whatever uh, episodes that are wasting your thirty four. <laughs> <laughs> For an additional nine dollars subscription a month, yeah. not only could you waste your ten hour break, you could waste your whole weekend with us. Yeah, well, yeah, it, it, or whenever your thirty four hits. Yeah, it's, uh, when did thirty four hours become a whole weekend? How much partying are you going to do in thirty four hours? Actually, no, don't answer that because I've been there. But. <laughs> yeah. I was about to say, that's a loaded well, question. I mean, and, you know, and I mean, it's been not a popular thing to think about or talk about, I guess, but, you know, I mean, I, I do have a med card. It's just not the right one. <laughs> <laughs> when I was actually, when I was hauling uh, arms, ammunition, and explosives, anytime I was in the uh, San Diego area, I had friends that lived down there. So we would park the truck in like Quantico or, um, God, what's the other one next to that? Fair, um, you probably know, Fair something? That's been forever. Mm. Um, but yeah, we parked the truck in Quantico, and then I would take a taxi off base and uh, go to my friend's house and stay the night and then get back in the truck. And yeah, you, you can do some partying in 34 hours. Oh, yeah. You, you can, but you got to come back, too. Yeah, yeah. but that's but, when you have your co-driver take the first, you know, 11 hours of driving. Are we talking so, about actual co-drivers or where a driver has a second set of logs and they just... No, dude, I was driving. Oh, I know. I, I forgot about time. that. Um, I I'm not going to name anybody, but I did drive a truck for about six months. Uh, I had this buddy who's an owner-operator, and uh, they, they finally made him put e-logs in his truck, uh, and I was his co-driver. Uh, I never actually got behind the wheel. I did ride with him for a bit, but I never got behind the wheel, but uh, according to the logs, I, you, you I, were, I drove were, a little bit. You were a name on paper. Yep. Yeah. Well, on, on, a, on a tablet. 
So you, you guys, you know, you guys have done it, various backgrounds here in the drive-in, you know, things have changed, you know, this year is unique. You know, all the trends that normally happen in trucking kind of went out the window this year. You know, things that were supposed to be busy, things went, oh, yeah. went up and then they went down. And I, I feel like we're in uncharted uh, waters or in our industry roads. What, what are you guys seeing happening and what's your prediction on what's going to happen? At least for the next 12 months, nothing good. Too many, too many <laughs> owner operators, too, too many small carriers getting yeah. flushed out. And the sad part is, is not enough of them, not enough of them have been flushed out yet. That's why rates are so low. Yeah. Um, so it's it's a battle on all fronts. Demand is down, imports from China are down, and the number of drivers, uh, the number of carriers on the road keeps going up. Yeah. So what do you think that's going to do to rates? You know, you, you can blame any you know out group that you want, but when you start looking at the data of what's happening right now, you can't blame it on any one factor. It, there's mm. so many factors going into going into effect right now that are, that are bringing so i actually uh, really i really like that take i would love to talk about that so because obviously um everybody sitting at this table would probably agree that there is not a driver shortage right but so but, but i mean a but, freight shortage but that, well no no but here's my question so if there's not a driver shortage would you say that it actually is a like so it's a it's not a shortage of drivers it's a surplus of carriers Sur yeah surplus yeah because yeah, like if you're a mega carrier you need you know, the turnover is so bad, and so that's why it's a turnover problem. Mm -hmm. You can say that there are shortages of drivers at those carriers, but when you look at rates, you can't say that there's a quote-unquote driver shortage because if there was a shortage of drivers, rates would be going up. Like yeah. that, that's just basic, you know, supply mm -hmm. demand econ economics. So because rates are so low, you can easily say there's your surplus right there. Um, yeah, until that extra capacity gets, you know, I hate using words like that. Until enough guys go out of business <laughs> Too many and, and lose their houses and everything, and can't feed their kids, yeah. you know, rates rates are going to continue to be, you know, you know, where they are now. Yeah. Well, I I think it's unique because for a while there, everyone thought this was get rich quick industry. Yeah. You come uh, in there, you buy mm -hmm. a truck. I could I could become a fleet owner. Next still the case. You, see, yeah. you still see idiots like well, that. Well, I'm, I'm I'm seeing others. You know, being here in match, you get exposed to a lot of people. I've had several people come up and like, now's a great time to open up my recruiting business. I'm like, what <laughs> world are you living in? <laughs> well, there's a one one thing that's interesting about Matt's, and no no offense to anybody with an earshot, but there's a whole lot of people that want to be in trucking but don't want to be in a truck. The only people who want to talk to you about that's recruiters, right? There's a whole lot of. Uh, <laughs> there's, 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 a, there's a whole lot of stuff here that's around the trucking, but the yeah. actual doing of the work, the doing the work, that seems to be a bit different. Well, I mean, yep. that would require you to get paid garbage, never be home, mm -hmm. uh, listen to terrible videos online that are going <laughs> to preach safety. You know, uh, and you get, you get told the same, the same three things all the time. You know, like, we're going to treat you like family, which just means, like, you're going to spend the holidays with us, and you're, we're going to owe you money. And, and, and <laughs> you know, you're, you're a name, not a number, but your truck has a number, and that's how we're going to refer to you for the tenure of your employment. But that, that's a great point, of, great point right there. Um, how much are you going to pay somebody to be away? How much am I going to pay you to be away from your friends and family for weeks and months at a time? Well, I, I can answer that. <laughs> uh, it was 32 cents when I started. <laughs> 32 cents when I started, too. I'm seeing rates at, like, 55 now. I'm like, hey, that's pretty good. And people are like, no, you don't understand inflation, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I was out of that for so long. So when I was at the postal service, it was paid per hour plus overtime plus double time after 10. So... I got immediately like evangelized into that. I'm like, everybody must be paid by the hour. This is no, this oh is the yeah. way. This is the way it needs to go. Oh, dude, we're and, huge on that here. Yeah. yeah, and so many people are like 
you know, I understand they, they push back on it because it's, it's the devil you know versus the devil you don't. But as we're sitting, and Gord can probably rant on this for 12 hours, um, the amount of time that gets wasted by drivers now and they don't get paid. Oh, God. That's, that, that, to me, is the biggest argument of why yeah, the pay per hour needs, needs well, to Well, that's, needs that's to the in. biggest thing. I did the, I did the math one time. And if you, so, right, so if you're a driver and you park somewhere, which that's a whole topic by itself, uh, you park somewhere and, and, and you're stuck with, uh, you know, you have to park somewhere shady, right? You're responsible for whatever happens to that truck or trailer, yeah, yeah. If, especially if it belongs to the carrier. Now, the problem with that is, is, you know, you might have a trailer that's got like a, a I don't know, like a couple hundred thousand dollars worth of goods, yeah. right? And so you're responsible for that. How much would you pay a security guard to watch a couple hundred thousand dollars worth of goods? Right. Well, if you're uh, Nike, uh, not much. Apparently. Well, even then, when they got so their shoes, the thing shoes is, stolen. is let's say in a, in a perfect world, you drive like 50 weeks a year, right? Uh, you know, you're a hardcore out there guy. You don't need to go home much. Um, and you, you're 10. If you got paid minimum wage, just minimum wage, you'd be living like you'd be leaving like tens of thousands of dollars on the table. Yeah. So it's like, why can't we even just pay minimum wage? Yeah for the 10 when you have to park on the road. I, I like these guys on TikTok that brag about, you know, how much, uh, everything's like a, you know, bragging contest. They, they say how much they're grossing per week, but then they never answer how many hours they work. Because mm-hmm. because like when I tell guys, like, you should be being paid by the hour, and they're like, no, I'm making plenty now. I'm like, okay, how much, how much? And they'll tell you, and you say, well, how many hours do you do? And then it's like, uh, well, because once you start, like, breaking it down per hour for the average, it's like as low as twenty dollars to twenty-two dollars an hour. If if they were being paid by the hour mm-hmm. and they were and they were grossing that the other week, I'm like, dude, you you are so selling yourself short. There's guys getting paid less than minimum wage when you factor in yeah. hours versus uh, what they're actually making on their mileage rates and picks and drops and whatnot. Yeah. Um, the only thing I would add to this is uh, on on your thirty-four hours when you're done listening to cents per mile podcast. Uh, <laughs> Thanks. Go, go 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 deep. Go go deep. There's been academics. Uh, real pointy-headed nerds that have studied this stuff. Uh, highly recommend yeah. a book by a guy named Steve Vichelli called Big Rig, Trucking in the Decline of the American Dream. Mm-hmm. And an, an, e- an even older book uh, from 2000 called Sweatshops on Wheels by a former trucker turned academic named Michael Belzer, who's going to be on my show in May to discuss his book. So uh, those guys have l- t- took the deep dive into how the industry uh, sort of preys on and takes advantage of people's time and how, how all of those costs factor into the rest of the economy and, and the forces at play at keeping that from improving. And you said that book came out in 2000. So 2000. <laughs> yeah, so people have known and have been talking about this. For, and, not, and not just like truck drivers ranting about it over the CB. Like that's an actual like academic tome. Now you got uh, uh, Karen uh, Levy's new book, uh, Data Driven. Data Driven. I mean, it's, 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 the word's getting out there. Yeah, yeah, I know. There, there, there's, there's people in the halls of academia who are like, nerding out on truckers and the numbers and whatnot and, 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 and clearly seeing what's wrong and bringing the receipts to show why it's wrong and what's going on. And um, I, I wish more people like that were at Matt's, you know, if like Karen Levy yeah. was walking the floor, man, Woo, that lady knows what's going on. I'm curious what her next uh, book or subject will be about because if, if she wants to go further into trucking, this is where you got to be. I like, guess this, this is this is a petri dish for yeah. you right here. Yeah. Well, I mean, talk to them. See what's going on out there. There's a lot happening right now. You mentioned Sweatshop on Wheels. Great so t- you heard great about t- great t- Freightworks. Uh, for, what's Freightworks? The company that's no longer around. Yeah. Is that the one from Miami? Uh, they were out of South Carolina? North Carolina. I, I, thought, no. I thought they were so, out of Texas. So Freightworks, I, I, I think Freightworks did it right. They saw what was coming. And they got the drivers home. 
There was another one in Miami uh, last week or the week before that did the opposite. They were just they yeah. kept their mouth shut, and then all of a sudden they shut the doors. Guys hadn't been paid in weeks. Like to me, that is the the wrong. If if you're going to go out of business, unfortunately. That's the completely yeah. wrong way to do it. And I, at least, at least Freightworks were like, eh, we're not going to make it, so please get, get back. Yeah, get, get home, back, get, get home. Yeah, that's this the way sucks. To do it. We're doing our best. We knew about it for a month. We sent out a video text. I mean, for given the situation, which sucks, for all those people involved in this that were impacted by it, I'm sorry. I wish you the best. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think that's the last of what we're going to see here. No, no. We're just barely getting started. I think the thin end of the herd was long overdue. It's happening. Uh, it's going to be sad. It's going to be unfortunate. Uh, those of you that have strong bones are going to walk away from it. Those of you that thought you were going to get rich quick on off the driver's blood, sweat, and tears, yeah, you know, you're probably going to be gone. I you're going to have a your, bad time. Yeah, your business <laughs> well, obituary is coming. And it, sucks, right. it sucks, too, because you obviously you want to punish the guys doing, doing bad. But there's going to be tons of collateral damage with that. You know, you're, yeah. you're talking people. You that, mean people? The, yeah, yeah. Honestly, yeah. let's talk here. It's not meat in a seat. It's people. There's yes. dispatchers. Yeah. There's Don't mechanics. ever forget the human element. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Not, not just numbers or abstractions going down the road here. Absolutely. Yeah. No. The, you guys, I was excited when I saw you here. I'm excited that you brought friends. <laughs> uh, Gord, it's been a pleasure. Dude, it's I'm been sure. awesome meeting you. We'll have to like hang out. Yeah. No, we're go- we got all weekend, man, and there's lots of stuff going on in the evenings. We should have a bourbon tasting. We should have a beer party, as it were. I'm here for it. Yeah, yeah, we got I'm- 34. Yeah, we're all here for it. <laughs> we're, 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 we're gonna do the work of the trucking podcast uh, celebrity tour here in Louisville, Kentucky, man. I'm here for it. Let's do it. Well, right. looking forward to it. You guys enjoyed the show. Thanks for coming on the Sense Per Mile. Again, we got Gord with Voice of Gord, and we got Justin with What the Truck Freight Waves. Thank you guys. Yeah, Thanks no problem. Us. Thank you. Well, that was uh, that was awesome. Uh, like I said, I'm already pumped on the people. Like this is great. Um, but I'd say uh, before we wrap this week up, before we go get all the wonderful footage that you guys will see during the week. Um, Why'd you come to Matt's? Wrong answers only. To find drivers. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's been this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed our guests. Um, and uh, we're going to go have some fun, and we'll catch you around. Thank you for tuning in to Sense Per Mile. I'm your host, Charles Grayson. And I'm your co-host, Paul Gibson. 